Bibles with you today, I would ask you to turn one more time to the book of Matthew. Uh, sometimes when us preachers gets in a book, sometimes we can't get out of it. Uh, I, I know uh, last Sunday and Wednesday night uh, I, I preached out of Matthew, uh, uh, but as I was sitting reading again Matthew uh, Friday uh, during the day uh, when the Lord showed me that song and uh, he, he, he showed me something that all of us need to know and understand. And, and, and I think Chris has preached a message uh, of this title before, if I'm not badly mistaken. As, as I got to praying about this and looking at it, I thought, I think Chris preached a title of this message like this one before. But I know it's not going to be like Chris's. Uh, Chris and I don't preach alike. Uh, but if it, every word that we use uh, is the same, it still ain't going to be the same. Uh, so the title of my message this morning is simply this. Uh, uh, what's in a name? What's in a name? Uh, uh, before we get into our our reading of Scripture today, I, I want us to look at that for a little bit if I can. I want us to try to get an insight and a perspective of, of, of what's in a name. Uh, uh, if you remember, uh, uh, pretty much uh, uh, when, a, when a child is born these days, uh, 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 or, or even, even before a child is born these days, we give the child a name. Amen? Uh, it's something that we do. Uh, uh, sometimes we name our children from biblical names. Uh, if you remember back uh, our parents or, or even our grandparents, 
a lot, if not all of their children, were given biblical names. Uh, and that's the way it is. Now, my, my, brother, my brother's got a biblical name. My mom's got a biblical name. My dad's got a biblical name. And so that's what people used to do. So, uh, but it's got a little bit different these days. Amen. Uh, uh, don't ask me why they didn't name me after a biblical name. I researched that, and, and for, the, for the life of me, I couldn't get it connected to the Bible. Now, they did say Brian could be a, a name of Brianna, if you would, but, it, but it's not like the name Ruth or, or, or Martha or, or whoever it may be. Uh, uh, it, it's it's just not that kind of name, Brother Ray, and that's just the way it is. Uh, and I don't know a lot of your middle names or your first names. Uh, I pray that it is a, a biblical name, uh, but that's how people used to name their children, believe it or not. Uh, I know uh, we named our son. Uh, we were going down the interstate. I looked up there and seen a Tate window sign. I thought right there would be a good name for a middle name. So we called Dustin Tate as far as a middle name. I know it's not biblical, but that's just how we come up with it. Uh, uh, Mom got mine because she said uh, in the hospital that uh, before she went into labor, she seen a Brian Keith movie. <sighs> now, that's all I've got on that one. So that's why she named me Brian Keith and don't lie. That's just the way it is. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't something uh, uh, evil or mean or I, I would have been in trouble, I guess, today. Uh, but uh, if you just really remember, uh, that's how our parents, that's how they named us. But it's got a little bit different today. As people are started naming their children odd names, to say the least, uh, strange names, uh, uh, names that we can't even pronounce. Uh, Brother Ray, I think we're getting back to the, to the old biblical names. I'm talking way back in the Old Testament names, uh, not the Matthew or the Mark or the Luke or the Johns or the Abrahams or people like that, but there's these hard names that you and I cannot pronounce when we try to read some Bible scripture. And, and if, you, if you can't read the names a lot in the Old Testament, uh, you're not by yourself. Uh, I can't either. Uh, and I just don't know, I don't know how you would learn them. Uh, I can let you just, you know, sit there and listen to them 24-7. But uh, we just don't name our kids biblical names no more. Now, now, why is that? Don't you think there's something that's in a name that needs to stand for us throughout our life? Don't you think there's something in a name that tells people who and what we are uh, by our name? Uh, I have a good friend, a, a pastor friend of mine, Wesley Percival, and he's named all of his children biblical names, and that's what he did. And why did he do it? Because he wanted to. Uh, he felt like that he could give God just a little bit of glory by naming his children after him. So that's what he did. And there's many today that still does that, but there's many today that don't do that. And why is that? I'm going to tell you, why it's special about the name of Jesus. What's in the name? So if you would, please stand in reading a reverence of God's Word. We're going to be in the first chapter of the book of Matthew, beginning in the 18th verse, going through the 21st verse. And I want the church to look at this to see what's special, what's special in the name. So in the book of Matthew, in the first chapter, in the 18th verse, it tells us this. He says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on the wise. In other words, it's, hey, here's, how, here's how it follows. It says, when his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, or an upright man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. In other words, divorce her. But while he thought on these things, he said, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David... He said, Fear not to take unto thee, Mary, thy wife, for what which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. 
and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Father, thank you so much for this reading. Father, we thank you for, for what it means to us in our life. And I, I pray, Lord, that we can take this and make it part of ours in all that we do. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen. You may be seated. So I want to ask you, why have we got away from the name, the old biblical name? Is, is it because of the culture that we live in, uh, uh, we've slowly and gradually got away from biblical names? Uh, uh, or, or is it just something that, that we do as, as, as a generation? Do, do we not think there's enough biblical names to go around to supply needs for our children today? Uh, I, I, I beg to differ. I, I believe that they would be. Uh, I, I believe there's names there that, that are good names, but... But we've got away from that. And as I looked at how we got away from biblical names, uh, uh, there's something else that we're getting away from also. We're not getting away just with a name. We're getting away from the person it's named by. We as an era or generation have got away from Christ himself. We've got away from that name, Jesus. Uh, and it goes without saying, uh, we talk about this all the time uh, when we're with our, 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 our Christian friends or those who attend church or in our Sunday school class. So we talk about where we at as a world as, as, as far as God's children uh, in this nation today. So uh, uh, there's something different about how we are living our life through Christ today. Uh, but not just that. We, we, we changed everything about our culture. Amen. We, we changed the way we look. Uh, we, we, we changed uh, how we live. We changed the way we, how we live. Uh, uh, we changed what we believe in. And we changed how we worship. Is that tied in for the, with the reason of we don't use biblical names no more to name our children? I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Not for me to answer. Uh, did we name our child after a biblical name? No, we didn't. Uh, so, see, I fall in that same generation, a gap as far as when we name children. But I, I, that's not what I want to make, make known to you today. I want to let you see how we got away from Christ himself, period. I want to show you this morning, church, how, how the, his church has got away from how we believe and the way we believe and what we believe in. And I'm not going to go through a list of things of how, what's different in our world today. Uh, if you've got a TV or you've got a radio or you've even got a workmate, uh, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, but what I want to show you this morning is what's in a name. What's so special about that name, Jesus? Uh, why is it so important to a lost and dying world uh, that we recognize the name of Jesus? Uh, well, I'm going to give you the main answer for right now, uh, he can save you, amen. Uh, he can give you the salvation to get you into heaven. Uh, he can get you to that narrow gate uh, that I was talking about this morning in Sunday school, Brother Ray, uh, that we preached on Wednesday night. Uh, he can keep you away from the broad gate, uh, which is the gate that most of us uh, is going to take in our lives. Uh, scripture will tell us that uh, many will enter in through the broad gate and few will find heaven. Now, this is Christ telling us this in the book of Matthew. Few will find heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning, church? There's a few of our church-going, God-fearing people that's sitting in a congregation today that loves, that claims that they love Jesus and claims to do the work of Jesus but wouldn't know him if he jumped down in front of them and smacked them in the face. Amen. They'd have no idea. He tells us later on in the book of Matthew after them verses straight as a gate and narrow the way that many when my name will say, Lord, Lord, Lord will, will mention me, but will never inherit the kingdom of heaven because he tells us that he wants us 
to be those that will do his will. Those that will do his work. Those that will step up and do a ministry, if you would, to just give God glory. And it don't have to be nothing big. It can be just a little something. But if it's giving people an opportunity and a chance to show Christ is in their life. And it may be from joining a church. It may be from being baptized. Because if you do that, most likely you've already been saved by the marvelous grace of God. But if you're mixed up in your life, understand this this morning, church. God can still save you today. And it don't matter if you're a good church-going person that don't ever miss a day. You come Sunday morning and Sunday night. You belong to a choir. You practice a little bit with a choir. Amen. Or you do ministries in the church. It don't matter who you are. You can be a Sunday school teacher. You can be a piano player. You can be anything you want to be. But if you're not saved by the marvelous grace of God, in the eyes of God, you are lost and undone this morning. So what's in the name of Jesus? Everything. The, the name of Jesus will get us to the finish line. Amen. The name of Jesus will get us to the, to the River Jordan. And, and he'll get us to the other side one day. And he'll tell us one day we're going to have a glorified body. And he tells us all the things that we're going to have that Christ has. Amen. And I know we've never thought about that as a people. We never stop to think about what Christ has. We're going to have what he has. Well, I don't believe that, Pastor. Listen, he was human just like we are. He walked this earth. He was a child of God. He was perfect and upright. But let me tell you something. He died up on that cross no different than you and I are going to take our breath one day. The difference between him and I, and or him and you all, he was perfect, amen, and he was a child of God. Well, we're a child of God, so how's that different? Because he was sent to this world to die for our sins and made a way that we could get to heaven one day to be with him. That's the difference between, so that's what's special about this man named Jesus. To a lost and dying world, it means nothing. To a culture of a world that don't believe in Jesus and never has believed, it don't mean a thing. We've abandoned Christ, first of all, in our churches. And I don't have to tell you what's going on in our churches today, you know. But we still have abandoned him in, in everything that we do. If we just add a little bit of seasoning to our, to our walk of life, and that seasoning being Christ, amen, it would make it taste a whole lot better. A lot of people will add salt to the food to make it taste better. I never do that, Brother Dean. That's, that's a habit I never did get into. But I promise you, probably 80% of the people in this church today add salt to the food when they eat because it makes it taste better. Wouldn't it be something to know that if you just add Christ to your walk of life during each and every day of your life, how much better it would taste to you each and every day? You talked about, Brother Dean, how when you read that list, and you and what list you had was awful worse than Tony's. Let me tell you something. These are church-going people, church-going that sits in the pews, that listen to a man preach every Sunday morning, but they give the answer that he gave. And what he checked on that list, church, we need to be praying this morning. It's awful that what people are going through sitting in our in our congregations today. Do you know we got people in our churches today that's going through depression and don't know how to live their life and struggling just to get up each and every day of their day. They can't go to sleep at night. They're struggling with their spiritual walk with life because they're putting too much emphasis in what they need to be doing instead of what they ought to be doing. Put Christ first in your life. One of the things that Chris and I learned when we went through the master class of discipleship some 16, 17 years ago, a long time ago, I'm surprised, Chris, I still remember this, 
There was three things you better have on your bucket list, would be a good way to say, that need to be in order. That would be church or God, family, and church. And that's how it needs to be in order. And listen, if that order is messed up, your life's messed up. If you ain't putting God first in everything you do, uh, uh, the two and three don't mean nothing. Because let me tell you something, if they're on your bucket list, uh, you'll never get that off your bucket list. If God ain't number one on your list, if you go to the grocery store and you look down your list before you go down the miles, you better understand God's with you. Amen. If you're going through surgery and you're putting your trust and faith in that surgeon, you better hope and pray that he's a man of God. You better hope that God showed him what he needed to know and doing what he needs to do. Because let me tell you something. Thing. We don't know today how all the people that's operating on us, that is treating us, and how they feel about God in heaven. That needs to be one of your concerns. It really does. But most of all, you better pray that nothing else, that God is leading them in everything that they do. Just like we pray for our families. I know we make this prayer request time and time again. Pray for my family. Listen, we just don't say that to hear ourselves talk. I want you to pray for my family this morning, church. We're struggling as, as God's children. We're not living the life that, that God would want us to live. I have, I have siblings that, that, that are struggling, and it's not in church. And, 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 and you can't prove to me that he's been saved by the marvelous grace of God. The Bible tells us we know a tree by the fruit it bears. He's not bearing no fruit this morning, church. Let me tell you something. He's in a lost and dying world, and he's exhuming everything that this world's got to give him, Brother Tony. And there is no evidence to me or to you or anybody that we know that he's going to heaven one day. He might be in that wide gate and he may be in heaven but he'll never enter in. See Christ tells us few will find a way. Few will find a way. That's what's special about Jesus. About that man named Jesus. He'll get us through our worstest of times. Is that a word man? My worstest of It's like Worcestershire sauce but without the taste. If you put him in your life and live your life every day through Christ and through Jesus, he'll show you the difference he'll make. Mamo, you may lead a child to Jesus one day if they'll just see Christ in you as you go teach at school. At our workplaces today, wherever it may be, if you still belong to a workforce, which they feel we still, still are, if you're showing Jesus in your walk of life and people see that, you're going to show them what God can do for you or to them in their life. Amen. And if you can show Jesus how you live your life, things will be better for you. And who knows, we may lead somebody to Jesus one day, unexpectedly. See, I, I think that's how we lead people to the Lord better than any way we can do. That's unexpectedly. Because they're going to think about what Brother Tony said one day, and that's going to lay in the back of their mind, and they're going to think, well, this man told me one day about Jesus. And he said, because of what he did for us, I can go to heaven if I'll just accept him. That's all it's going to take. So listen, church, we live in an era, and the culture that we live in don't know who Jesus is. And the hard part is it's not going to do me no good to ask them what's in a name because they don't know the name when they see it. Some cultures or some uh, ethnic groups has taken that name and called it something else, called it Jesus. Why did they do that? I have no idea, but they did. To us, it means Savior. To us, it means Jehovah. 
To us, it means a way to heaven. Let me read right here in the 21st verse what it means. It says, They shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Jesus. Here's what this name means. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now, you want to know what's in a name? Read that last verse, part of that last verse of what it means. That's He can save his people, us, from our sins and give us a way of life that we can have it and leave it abundantly and more Christ-like in all that we do. I know there's so much things going on in the world today, but uh, that's the best definition of Jesus I can give you. He can save you, Cynthia. Uh, Luke writes in Acts, in fourth chapter, he says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other under heaven given among man, whereby we can be, must be saved. No other name in heaven, no other name on earth, no other name nowhere that can be saved, and that's us through the name of Jesus. John writes in 129, he says, uh, uh, says the next day John sees Jesus coming into him. We're talking about uh, John the Baptist, if you would. He says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. The Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. You know, John the Baptist didn't feel worthy to baptize him. But you know something, Dean? When we baptize people, we don't feel worthy to baptize them either. I pray that through the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost, that, that, that through him, he gives us the ability to baptize those in his name because that's what it's all about. Does it get them saved to baptize them? No, but it tells the world that they know the Lord and, and they love the Lord. Does it show a lost and dying world how important it is to us? Yes, it is. People will tell you that just sprinkling water on a newborn child is baptism. If that's what they believe in, fine. My Bible tells me that we need to be completely submerged in the blood of Christ, to be baptized in his holy name. See, that's how John baptized Jesus. That's how Delmar got baptized on Brother Whereabout. Well, and what did Delmar say? Come on in, fellas, the water's fine. That's what it ought to be. When you go to church every Sunday morning, or you're singing in the choir, and you're able to be in the presence of God just for a little while, you ought to be happy. Amen. You need to be going out these doors and say, come on in, people. The water's fine. Amen. Come on in here. We've got something that a world don't have. We've got something that because Christ died for us on that cross, but on that third and appointed day, he rose from the grave. He's given us the advantage and the ability to go to heaven one day. He's given us that right to go to heaven one day. He's given us a way to go to heaven one day. He's given us the unction to go to heaven one day. And yeah, that's a word. It's, in, it's a biblical name. It's, it's in the Bible. He's given that to us. And at the end of the day, isn't that what this is all about? He's given us that desire to go to heaven and be with him one day in his presence knowing that we're going to have the things in heaven that he's got, he's going to be standing right there among us because he was flesh just like we are. But he's got that glorified body. What has he told, told him at the tomb? Don't touch me yet. I've not yet ascended to my father. <coughs> See, that's what's going to happen to us one day. We're going to receive our glorified body. But until we ascend to the father, we're not going to know what it's like. Ain't that a blessing to know? Let's stand, shall we?
Man, I want to come to the piano if you feel like coming up here. I, I want to give an invitation. We, 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 we brought out the, the old pew. I say old pew. Just the first pew, I guess, would be a good way to put it. Well, people have had trouble coming down here and, 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 and praying and letting us pray with you. Here last Sunday night, we got to pray for two people come to the altar, and we prayed earnestly and fervently for them. Did it make a difference? Yes, it did to those of us who prayed for them. It did, just because we knew from the bottom of our hearts that's one thing we can do for them, Brother Ray, that they can make a difference. Will it keep people from getting sick, or will it make things go away? Not to us, it don't. But to a living Savior, it tells him our hearts. It tells him us of the concerns that we have for those that we love. And you know, I think it makes God happy to see his people pray, especially to him, knowing that because of the way we believe, we still do it today. There's people in this church we pray for all the time. It's been on our prayer list from the beginning. And most likely he's going to stay on our prayer list because they need our prayers. We all need the prayers from our brothers and our sisters. So do you need to come pray this morning? Is there, is there something that you need to pray about or you need to do? Is there things going on in your life that, that I just need to dump here at the altar? Don't carry that burden around with you. Take it to the Lord in prayer. I know a song for that. And that's why that man wrote that song. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do you need to do something this morning? Do you need to join the church? Are you here today and don't belong to the church and you feel like it's time for you to join the church? Listen, it ain't nothing no better than being that club that serves the Lord. There ain't nothing no better than being in the club, Brother Gene, that's God's house. Amen. Because, you know, one of these days, one of these days, God's coming back and reclaiming this church, this church, this church. One day. When's that going to be, Pastor? I don't know that. My Sunday school teacher don't even know that, even though he even teaches us. There's one fella that does, though, and I do know him, and that's God in heaven. He knows when that day's coming. Like I told Ray, uh, every time I get together with Brother Dennis, my neighbor up there, that's the main thing he talks about, the end of times, the end of times. What does the signs look like? You know, people are hung up on that. Let me give you something to get hung up on. That means more than that. Be more concerned about being ready instead of what the signs look like. Because I tell you, to a child of God, the signs don't mean nothing but happiness. Come on. If, 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 if the end of time scares you, you don't know the Lord like I know him. If death scares you, you need to live a little bit closer to Jesus. Because let me tell you something. That's why we're here today. To prepare our lives and our hearts and our souls for heaven. To make sure A, we're saved. To B, we're ready for whatever may come before us. Whatever it may be, death, sickness. That God can give you the strength to get through it. And not for yourselves, but for the ones that we love. That's what this way do this. He'll do that for you if you'll just... Put your trust and faith in him. He'll do that for you if you put your trust and faith in him.
as Memo plays just as I am. Do you need to come this morning? It's a blessing to know that we serve a living Savior. It's something to know, and it's official, that there's something in a name, and that name called Jesus. It's going to be good one of these days. It's going to be good. <laughs>